Good morning, city. Thanks, thanks a lot, Vaughn. Um, shall let me start with praying. Father, we thank you for the privilege of fellowship and the privilege of sharing your word. I pray that you speak to us in Jesus' name. Speak to our hearts. Amen. When I was preparing my preach, um, I thought of the days when I was in very difficult times. And I would hear um, a voice from within that cheers my faith along. You know, when you're in a desert place where you feel like there's no hope, there's no faith, you don't know where to tend to. But somewhere in your conscience speaks a voice that says you can do it. You can do it. And I titled my preach, Hope, a Cheerleader of Faith. And if we were in West Africa, the title was going to sound like this. The technology of using your faith, of using your hope um, as a cheerleading instrument for your faith, for dynamic exploits. That's a very dry joke, by the way. <laughs> um, so I'm going to look at my preach in three parts. We're going to look at the different levels of hope, and then we're going to draw a contrast between hope and faith, and then finally, we're going to look at what hope does to your obedience to the Word of God. Let's start. Three levels of hope that I have observed in my life. The first level of hope is no hope at all. And we find this in the book of Ephesians, chapter 2, verse 12. The Bible says, remember, at that time you were separate from Christ, excluded from citizenship in Israel, and foreigners to the covenants of the promise, without hope and without God in the world. People who are living in this category of hope, they live without hope at all. Life becomes a wearisome misery and a load impossible to bear. And the second category of hope is false hope. And this is what I liken to a man who builds a house on sand. And when the storms of life comes, the house crumbles. Similarly, it's a, I, I liken it to a person who um, tends to alcohol abuse with the false hope that the problems that they are facing will miraculously disappear when they sober up. It's not going to happen. False hope. And the third level of hope that I'm going to look at is the living hope. And that is the hope that is founded on the Lord Jesus Christ. And we find this in the book of 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 3 to 5. The Bible says, Praise be to God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In his mercy, he has given us new birth into a living hope, true hope, through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead and into an inheritance that can never perish, spoil or fade. This inheritance is kept in heaven for you, who through faith are shielded by God's power until the coming of the salvation that is ready to be revealed in the last time. It is therefore needless to say 
that there is no hope outside of Jesus Christ. That is the only true hope that I know, the hope in Christ Jesus. I will look at my second point, just to draw a contrast between hope and faith, because if faith is a fabric, you will find some threads of hope in there. What is faith? Faith is defined in the book of Hebrews, chapter 11, verse 1. The Bible says, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. And then what is hope? Hope, I define it as an expectation and desire for a particular thing to happen. So this is what happens. Faith believes and then hope waits in eagerness for the manifestation of that belief. And how does faith and hope come? Faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. You will find that in the book of Romans chapter 10, verse 17. The more you hear of God, the more of God you believe, and the more your faith grows. In contrast, hope comes by experience. The more you experience God, the more your hope in God grows. Romans chapter 5 Verse 2 to 5, the Bible says, And we boast in the hope of the glory of God. Not only so, but we also glory in our sufferings, because we know that suffering produces perseverance, perseverance, character, and character, hope. And hope does not put us to shame, because God's love has been poured out in our hearts through the Holy Spirit, who has been given to us. So the more you experience God, the more hope in him, the more your hope in him grows. And, though, and those who hope in the Lord will never be put to shame. Amen. Now it is good to say amen if I say something that you like. It's my maiden preach at City, so you can encourage me. Amen. And in terms of the promises of God, what does faith do to the promises of God and what does hope do? Faith believes in the promises of God for our lives. For example, I believe that I am healed. I believe that I walk in divine health. I believe that I'm the head and not the tail. I believe that I'm above and not beneath. I believe that the Lord will keep me in perfect peace because I trust in him. And that is the same for you. These are the promises of God. I believe that the Lord will make me prosperous in all the work of my hands. That is faith, believing in the word of God. Hope, on the other hand, is a confident expectation of the fulfillment of these promises. Amen. In hope, we wait for God to prosper us. In hope, we hope for good health. In hope, we hope um, for the manifestation of the promises of God. And hope piggybacks on the experience that you have had of God. So if God has delivered you on a small thing, it is very much easy to hope in him when you face bigger problems. Amen. Amen. For instance, David was hopeful that he would kill Goliath because he saw God um, giving
giving him the strength to kill the lion and the bear. So that grew the hope in him that he will take down the Philistine who was ter terrorizing Israel. And this is just to prove that he did hope piggybacks on your experience with God. And how does faith and hope operate? Hope, faith operates on the unseen. And then hope thrives and operates on the unknown. So we cannot hope for what we already know. We only hope on the unknown. And my third and final point, hope propels us to a state of obedience. And I will look at two stories in the book of 1 Kings chapter 17. Um, God speaks to Elijah, the prophet. He says to Elijah, go to a certain place. Um, we know that there is, um, um, there is no rain in the land. Um, we know that there is dryness in the land. Go to that place. You will drink from a brook and the ravens will feed you. One when God spoke, he had faith, he went. And he hoped that indeed the brook will never run dry and indeed the ravens will feed him. So hope is hoping against all odds. Um, ravens are very selfish species of birds, but they fed Elijah because he hoped in the Lord. And there was also a widow. Uh, so when the brook ran dry in the place where he was, God instructed him to go to the widow. And he said the pro his provision will come from a widow. It doesn't make sense. Um, we are not talking about the widows, widows of these days. We are talking about widows of ancient times um, who were reliant on their husbands for provision. So it doesn't make sense that God will say a widow will provide for you because a widow herself probably was reliant on the community for a provision and livelihood. But because Elijah hoped in the Lord, he obeyed the instructions. He went to the widow, found the widow gathering sticks. Um, and he said to the widow, um, would you bring some water for me? She said, okay, water I can sort out. As she was on her way to um, get him a jug of water, he said, please bring some bread for me while you are at it. And then the widow started telling a telltale of her reality. She said, I'm only left with a little flour and a little oil um, just to bake bread for me and my son so that we can eat and die. That means we are going to starve to death uh, because there was scarcity in the land. But Elijah said, as surely as the Lord lives, the jar of flour will not run dry and the jug of oil will never run dry. And this is what happened. The widow heard the word of the Lord through the prophet and believed and hoped that indeed the jar will never run dry. And it did, indeed, and indeed um, it never ran dry. This is just to prove that those who hope in the Lord will never, ever be put to shame. So I implore you, children of God, put your hope and trust in the Lord 
and you will never be put to shame. Amen. Just a personal testimony from my side. I remember um, a few years ago, I was in a job where I was very frustrated. It was a daily misery, um, underpaid, overworked. Um, I had no life. Frustrated every day. It was difficult to get out of bed to go to work, but I had to. Um, I mean, I'm a reasonably smart person. Um, I applied for jobs, and the answer was the same. Dear Mr. Nechikurwe, after careful consideration, we regret to inform you. Even junior roles, we regret to inform you. Until I shifted my hope from my abilities and my skills, and my qualifications to God. That's when things started moving. I remember vividly deciding or making a decision to seek the face of the Lord for my situation. And I engaged in a 21-day fasting and prayer seeking the Lord. During that time of fasting and prayer, I got a call from one agent. They said, no, there is this organization. They are looking uh, for a corporate finance specialist in their uh, um, deal-making team. I'm like, okay, um, here is my updated resume. Send it across. He sent it across. I was invited for an interview. That never happened in the 18 months where I was focusing on my abilities and skills. On day 21, which was my final day of fasting and prayer, there was a very handsome or beautiful offer in my inbox. And this is just to prove, saints, that those that hope in God will never be put to shame. Doesn't matter what you are going through, put your hope and faith in God. I, for one, am a living testimony that those who put their hope and trust in the Lord will never be put to shame. Your hope will take your, your faith to a place where it knows no borders for extraordinary and dynamic exploits in Jesus' name. And always remember this, whatever God has promised will come to pass. Remain hopeful. Amen. Father God, in the name of Jesus, you are faithful through the ages. God of Abraham, you are the God of the covenant and faithful to your promises. Time and time again, you have proven that you will do what you said you will do. Though the storms, though the storms may come and the winds may blow, we remain steadfast and let our hearts learn that when you speak a word, it will come to pass. Help us, O oh God, to put our faith in you and in your promises and grow our hope daily. In Jesus' name, let's sing.